Welcome back to the Woods Cast. Uh, I am Justin from Chicago Land. With me, per the usual, is my brother in the Centennial State, Colorado. What's going on, Shay? Not much, man. My buddies are all posting these, uh, you know, name ten albums that are important or whatever without any context. They can so now it. I just keep putting. Yeah, I just keep uploading. Uh, whenever they post those up on Facebook, I post. Now that's what I call music sixty-nine. <laughs> that's how you do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we got a couple other guys joining us today. Uh, one guy I've been on the podcast a couple times. Our buddy Adam. What's going on, Adam from uh, the Blue? Uh, no, Bluegrass State. Shit. I talk to people from Kentucky all the time. So, Adam's in West Virginia. What's going on, Adam? Hey, Justin. Hey. And a uh, uh, friend of the pod uh, hasn't been on yet. Our buddy Phil. Phil, you're in Cincinnati, right? Am I wrong? I sure am. There yeah. we go. So Phil's coming to us from Cincinnati. Uh, we're not talking. Finally, we're talking to people that aren't in Kentucky for a while. Shay, this should be good. That's uh, nice. Yeah, it's nice. Um, but like I said, this is this is the Wizcast. This is a podcast where two uh, dudes we we were told we're brothers um, like to drink a little bit too much, shout into the void. Uh, what you cucks think is uh, reality, but it's a simulation. Trust us, and um, uh, we get things off our chest. Um, right now, uh, I would like to first off. Uh, there are not enough podcasts representative of 30-something white guys no, out there, no. so we have got <laughs> to be better represented. Oh, yeah. um, somebody told me, uh, she was she was a young lady, she said that uh, starting a podcast is like bangs for white dudes. It's like getting bangs. And I was like, that's... You know, not not wrong. Yeah, that, that tracks, and I feel personally attacked. But um, all, first thing we got to do wait, is we got to wish you, you That's because you were attacked personally. I was, I was attacked Wait, do, do you feel personally attacked because you got accused of filling a stereotype or because you can't grow bangs? Ooh. I That's a tough bangs. question. Yeah. That's a great question, Strider. Yeah, I I have uh, hair. I just shave it off because hair is for chumps and ladies. Um, I could grow bangs. I don't think it would be a good look for me. I'm just going to go out on a limb and say that would not be a good look for me. But, I don't know, uh, man. I'm calling bullshit. Man, Justin, I've seen that hairline. It's going to have to come up pretty far to become bangs. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's, you know what, that's the five, because I look at that a lot, because I'm like, okay, that's where I'm going to be out in five yeah. years. Yeah. Yeah, we so, definitely uh, have the, uh, the, our dad's hairline. I think it would just be, it's just one single bang, yeah, right? It's, it's not bangs, it's, plural. So, so I shaved my head years ago, because uh, my hair was all uh, long, and it was hot, and I was mad, so I shaved my head. But I will eventually develop the that, that island on the front of your forehead. Mm. I hope I have, so, dude. Because I have a wicked widow's peak, so it would be a singular bang, or maybe like three bangs. I don't. I don't know. We'd yeah. have to ask somebody. Yeah. Less than not, ten for sure. Yeah, it would not be a good look for me. But um, Adam interrupted me because we were going to wish Adam happy birthday. Today's Adam's birthday. Oh shit! How old are you, Adam? Uh, that's fake news. Birthday's. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> i uh i hit the big 3-0 today nice yes finally i'm older than you fuck yeah yeah adam likes to remind me he's much younger than i am and i like to remind him i'm much larger than he is so watch your goddamn yeah, mouth 
Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, that works. Yeah, playground <laughs> rules. Yeah, we got. Yeah, there you go. Playground rules. Um, so all right, so let's start off. So we are recording this. What's today? Today is Monday the eighteenth. So we're recording this Monday evening. Uh, so right now I see everybody picking up drinks. I've had about three or four beers because, like I said, I'm hungover as shit. Um, don't know why it just happened. Um, I think it's because you drank too much. Yeah, but I didn't nah, think I was. I didn't couldn't think I was, be it. I didn't think it was that drunk last night. I just went to bed and woke up feeling like ass. But so I made a lot of great decisions, being like, "I'm not that drunk. Let's do it." Yeah, let's go. Exactly, That's right? fine. Uh, so yeah, I've had hell a yeah, we're out of unicycle. Let's do this. Yeah. Last time I got drunk, I, I rode one of those electric scooters, and then it, it like got halfway up the hill, and the battery died. But they said I was just too fat. Yeah. Mm. yeah. So I notice uh, everybody's drinking some some wine, or Shay's got whiskey. I think everybody I've got everybody. a beer and whiskey. Good. Um, oh, uh, Adam's got a nice little cocktail. Um, all right, so we're not sober. That's the point. So don't hold any of this no. against us. No. Um, all right, so the numbers of the week. Like I said, it's Monday the eighteenth. Um, doing this in the evening. We'll talk about the COVID numbers, and everybody's very uh, very sensitive about when you you spout those out for some reason. But uh, it is the one thousand two hundred fourteenth day of the Trump administration. Shay, you'll be uh, happy to know it's been seven hundred seven hundred six days since Donald Trump took away all of North Korea's nuclear weapons. We got that sweet ass coin out of the deal. Um, it's been. Yep, yep. I lost my place again. Um, oh, sorry. 152 days since Donald Trump was impeached and 102 days since he was uh, acquitted, which is amazing. And it's we're 169 days away from the uh, the election. Nice. And we are in the 68th day, almost the 69th day of the COVID-19 pandemic. So that's that's cool. That's working out for us. Hey, uh, quick poll. Is America great again yet? It has gotten great twice now. Like we've lapped back to greatness. I was going to say, guys, that that happened back in 2018. That's this is not new. Yeah, I mean, it's it's and we're going to play some of our great leaders words later because they're awesome. Um, and it got it's just so bad. But uh, current polling hasn't really changed much. Gallup has uh, Donald Trump at plus one, which is actually he's, he was plus one last week. Um, so he's 49, 48 uh, disapproved proof. 538 has him at negative 7.1, and Real Clear Politics has him at negative 5.5. So those numbers have been pretty stable. Um, the numbers I started paying attention to a couple weeks ago, Shane and I talked about it. So now that we actually have a candidate, but we don't ha- we don't have a vice president, which will kind of be interesting. We'll see what happens there. But what do they usually announce? I, I don't even know. I don't remember. Or, huh, June, yeah, sometime in June, right? Like it's usually so they, a little before the DNC. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They pro- and they probably, I would guess, they know who it's, who they want already. Well, technically, they they're, say they're vetting people. So, what, how much you want to believe that? I don't know. Well, if they've chosen somebody, they haven't told me yet. So, yep. Um, uh, we're not having a convention, though, are we? Haven't the doesn't the DNC already cancel that? Well, no. Um, it, it was postponed. It was originally supposed to be in July. It's now in August. Um, mm. August August is probably as late as it can go. Um, so I think that's our drop dead date. And uh, if it becomes uh, it, it, it's late August. It's like the week of August. Hey, man, I don't care if they cancel the convention. I'm of the opinion that the less their time Joe Biden has between now and the election, the better. Yeah, but that's, the, uh, that's one of the straw men I want to talk about, but yeah. If we get close to the DNC and it's still like not safe to have 10,000 people in an auditorium, uh, and that's probably a low estimate for the DNC. I don't know how many people go to the DNC, but it's thousands. It's tens yeah. of thousands. Um, it's probably going to be a fucking zoom convention 
The R and T is already announced. Lame. Yeah, I was gonna say that sounds well, so lame. It was great because it wasn't on the RNC. It was on uh, Charlotte, who said, "Nah, not doing it, not doing it." Yeah, but they still say they're going to have fifty thousand people there. Has, has, yeah. has the uh, Charlotte pulled plug on them? I thought they did. I may be mistaken, but that's what I read last week. The last thing I saw was that they they expected fifty thousand people, and um, uh, they were just. I mean, that's and and I just looked at that and thought, great. That how can that how can that not go? You know, how can that not go bad? That would be the best. It would yeah. be the best. Well, I mean, honestly, I think we're on the clock for Donald Trump getting it anyway. Like, it's just a matter well, of days. And what do you start talking about today? He's going to be lucky if it's if it's not the COVID. It's going to be a heart murmur from hydroxychloroquine. Yes. Oh, my God. That, happened, that happened like an hour ass. ago or a couple hours Tim, ago. I'm, I have a rant about this. I'm calling fake news on that, first of all. Oh, uh, you've got I think he's lying. Oh, I think he is. If you've got a place in the outline for this, mm-hmm. and I shouldn't talk about it now, I'll respect your outline and talk about it later. That's cute. He thinks we care about the outline. Look well, at I, mean, I, I was gonna, I have it queued up where he I have it queued up where he's gonna he says I'm taking it, and we can listen to him because it actually it sounds like a toddler. And um, Adam's right. If you listen to his words, it's like if I busted Shay with something when we were little kids, and you can watch him create a lie in real time. Like oh, yeah. Just, oh, oh, just oh kinda, I'm totally taking it. Oh, yeah, just oh, kind of like totally to leave it in, into uh, yeah. existence. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll play We'll play that. We'll play that later. Um, do, 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 do. Okay. So, speaking of um, battleground states, Florida, Biden, th- plus 3.3. Ohio, plus 5, plus 5.3. Uh, Michigan is plus 5.5. Pennsylvania is plus 6.5. And then Wisconsin is plus 2.7. So, that's just what's happening right now. But, um, that's good. It's better than being behind, I guess. We'll see what happens. So, straw man arguments. We know we've heard them. I've got a lot of them this week, and it just seemed like everybody had a stupid straw man argument. Here's and, one. Yeah. You're ugly. Never mind. That's, that's uh, just a fact. Yeah. Uh, zing. Yeah, zing. Um, mm-hmm. Yep. See, this is this is the production value. I bring yeah. It mm-hmm. Moving on. No. Uh, so we have one of the, one of the, the most recent one, and, and I talk. Uh, um, Adam and uh, and Phil and I have a little uh, chat going for a while. We'll call it MAGA Chuds. Um, if you don't know that reference, watch Mall Rats. But um, we just kind of make fun of these people and all their their silly arguments. And we've all interacted with a guy. Let's call him Ron Levins, and he uh, is just convinced. That we should, I guess, not vote in 2020 because we said Donald Trump said bleach. And he did not say the word bleach. Therefore, all the things he said about injecting disinfectants and putting uh, you know, glow sticks up your butt is totally reasonable. And that's like that's one of the first straw arguments I got this week. It's just this complete juxtaposition of what the facts are and because you got that one thing wrong but then everything else we say is everything completely, else you say yeah everything else you say is everything completely else it's completely off base and it's like for those of you who haven't paid close uh, this is like two weeks old now i think but for those of you who haven't paid close attention trump did not say bleach he did not say lysol but the guy who was talking before him uh undersecretary bill bryan said those two words he said you know we can kill covid with a bleach we can kill it with lysol and kill it on the surveys then there's that picture of trump staring at the uh the um the digital display the of like yeah yes. like the bullet points and you just yes. watched it click right there he goes oh yeah we can kill it with bleach and lysol and he just got up and said disinfectant and so like that's what 
I, I'm like really, really annoyed that we still have to keep talking about this, but they, they just won't let it go. No, no. Well, they can't let it go. They have to hold on to these little things, right? It, it just, it tries to bolster their argument because they, they have nothing else. There's nothing else. It's, oh, it's, and then, uh, and then this one guy in Facebook, Shay, I don't know if you caught on this, but like he, he shared something later. Like he said, for everybody who's been making fun of Donald Trump, ha, huh, um, uh, hydroxychloroquine. Hydroxychloroquine. Yeah. No, no, no. That's a different thing that we're fucking with. Chloride dioxide, chlorine dioxide. I'm yes. Sorry. Chlorine yes. dioxide, which is the chemical formula of bleach is used to create, to treat cancer tumors. As if Donald Trump has been paying attention to the cutting edge of, like, cancer treatments, and he just used that for COVID-19, as if that was ever a fucking thing that happened. It was it's it, just it, it was ludicrous. Yeah. It was ludicrous. Re- like, reading that post from Ron was just great. I, uh, I really liked it when he said, like, here's a patent for, um, here's a patent for, uh, you know, a trial, a way to kill uh, tar- tumors with, with chlorine dioxide, which is just bleach. And he threw up a patent number. I was like, that's great. You can do a patent for anything. Here's one for a time machine. Here's another one for a time machine. Like, you can just throw that shit. That's not a very good argument. You know, I I just, I want to see the parallel universe where all of the energy that gets put into this, like, entire industrial complex that exists out there in the right-wing sphere of, like, spinning the nonsense that Trump said into, like, its most recognizable semi-coherent version. Like, if all that energy was being used for other stuff, like, what is what does the country look like right now? Um, I, I think, I saw a tweet that said that in, excuse me, in an alternate universe, Hillary Clinton is being impeached for her handling of the COVID-19 uh, pandemic where uh, 12 people died. <laughs> oh, that was, that's I, fun I that's that was like pretty it. good that's fun yeah I, I was like that 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 tracks yeah people get mad at me because i post i know i don't i know you gotta see it but like every every time we re-up the COVID 19 uh, mortality rate and it's some multiple of a 9-11 i just re, i just repost it and people people said like i don't really like you conflating a you know global pandemic with a terrorist attack and i was like well would you rather me relate it to you in years of congressional hearings if Trump was a Democrat. Like, would that make you feel better? Because we're at like thirty thousand years of you know congressional, or actually, you, excuse you me, know, now, be one hundred sixty. If you want to, if you want to cater to their little sensitivities, there, you could uh, instead compare it to the Ebola crisis that we had under the Obama administration, where four Americans died, and it was, and the entire like right wing media sphere lost their shit. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Well, that's and that's I always break it down into Benghazi. So like. You know, yes. we're going to we're going to talk about this later. But like as of right now, as of out of 715 today before we started the podcast, um, it was uh, ninety one thousand nine hundred seventy six um, confirmed COVID deaths. And that's over thirty nine elevens and twenty two thousand nine hundred ninety four Benghazi's like that's like if you want, they get mad when I do it like that. But like, that's what you guys are pissed off about. It's silly. Um. The second uh, one I've heard, and Shay, I know, I know you just had this argument too with a different set of people, but the um, the I got I got here from an argument with a friend of ours. Uh, I don't want to name drop him here because he's not here to defend himself, but um, just uh, like the Dems. Okay, first of all, it, it was that whole thing about um, it doesn't matter who I vote for because everybody sucks. So that was the, that's yeah, where that's we got dumb. to. 
Yeah. But it started out with like, I, it, like it started out with, you know, uh, it doesn't matter if I vote for Biden. It doesn't matter if I vote for Trump because they all suck. And I was like, how, how do you figure? And this person was like, well, you know, and the, the, the reason I brought this up is because I, I mentioned to him, he's a small business owner and he was worried about like the, the next le- um, rounds of relief. And I, was, I was trying to tell him that the Democrats had put um, in that, I think it's called the hero act that just passed the house. They put $10 billion in for small businesses that which he very much needed. And, um, then like the next article that ran across my Facebook page was that Donald Trump had already gotten 700, I'm sorry, $970,000 in tax in our tax money to his hotels. And, uh, his response was like, yeah, whatever the Democrats do the same thing. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. what democratic president? <laughs> yeah. What democratic president, uh, you know, used his hotel chain to rack up almost a million dollars so far. And like, you know, fucking, uh, car- uh, you hypocrites made Jimmy Carter sell his peanut exactly. farm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was, I, Man, yeah, remember remember that was a threat? Yeah. I, that always pisses me off because it's like, you know, I'm not saying that all – like when someone – okay, so when someone says, oh, well, you know, all the Democrats do the same thing. Like, well, okay, so what does that even mean? Like when, I, when, I'm, when I'm picking at people like, like Mitch McConnell, uh, you know, for being a piece of shit, I'm not saying there are people that are Democrats that are pieces of shit. Like, let's get them out too. Oh yeah. But I, I just, I love, I love the blanket. Like, ah, it's all the same. That's that. You know, that, that makes me so fucking mad because like you're, I, I get into arguments about this all the time because I just like to yell at people about things. You um, know, I really think that they're all the same is, is kind of code for, the differences between these two people are nuanced and I don't want to expend the mental energy. Yeah. It, it's laziness. Yeah. It, like it's, I, flat, it's flat laziness. People conflate. I don't like any of the candidates with they're all the same. Like mm-hmm. for the record, I did not want Joe Biden to be the nominee. I don't like Joe Biden, but he is not the same as Donald Trump. That's just ignorant. You can even look at like, I, I don't even need to see Joe Biden take office to know that he's not just going to go into office and just start rolling back all these different environmental protections. Like right. that's one clear difference there. Um, you know, and, and, and that's, why this... I, that's why that's why I don't, they're all the same is yeah. bullshit. You can tell me you don't like anybody. That's fine. But don't tell me they're the same. Cause that just means like in every, you know, here's a fun question. They're all the same. Have you looked up their voting records in the Senate? Right. No. Then how the fuck do you know what you're talking about? Right. Like, yeah, I get it. You may not agree with every vote, and the, just in this instance, because he's a nominee, that's why I'm using Joe Biden as an example. But like, you may not agree with every vote he's made, but that doesn't mean that he's the same as Donald Trump. Like, that doesn't. No. No, I mean, they are both old white dudes. I'll give you that. Like, sure. You know, but arguably, both have dementia. Yeah, possibly. Who knows, man? Possibly. Like, I, you know, what? I don't. I, you know, it, I, I don't. I, I just don't. I don't understand it, the all or nothing attitude of it. Pisses me off because it's like, all that's right, ridiculous. well. This guy's this guy's going to be our nominee now. So, uh, well, okay, I don't like this and this about him, but I guess this is all right. And he, I definitely think he's better than the fucking guy that's in the White House right now. So, uh, you know, I just I just that they're all the same. That's so lazy. Pisses me off. Sorry, I'm done. I'm angry with it. My Are blood pressure's done? all up. Are you done, Shay? No, absolutely. Not. Yeah, I was going to say it didn't sound like you were done yet. I I, I kind of went a, f- a step further that with Shay and what Phil was saying, like you know, it's just laziness. I was like, all right, well, so you're just going to ineffectually bitch, right? He's like, yeah, you're not going to do anything to change it. And he was like, well, and he, he made he made sounds like I'm just not going to vote because it doesn't matter. It's like, well, then shut up. Like I don't want to hear it. You're not. 
Yeah. That's the thing I think that if you're not going to vote, like you're like being getting really opinionated when you're literally because let's be clear, especially for places like where I live, where it's mail in ballot voting is the absolute minimum I can do. Like it is the lowest, easiest thing I can do that make a difference. Like, and I don't go out for his entire life. And if there's anybody who's going to do the absolute minimum, they have to it's Shay. What's got two thumbs and doesn't want to do the most he can? This guy. I get it. Like, boom. But, like, yeah, like, that's, like, voting is the absolute minimum you can do to be a part of the system. You can fucking sit there, word on the street is you could get really stoned and research the candidates and have a few beers in your underwear, sign your ballot, stick it in the mail, and you... You're a fucking patriot. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, what's, come on, what dude. Street is that? that sounds so like, like a fun you, street. Yeah, like if you can't even do that, like I don't want to hear it. Like I don't even I, even if you're fucking writing Superman in, you still technically voted. If you can't even do that, I don't want to hear what you have to say. You lazy fuck. Well, I, and I, I, oh, go ahead, Adam. The what 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 really I, I guess gets me is not just the fact that people don't vote it's the fact that they don't vote and then they act like they're being morally superior for not voting correct yeah that's um, right. they're that's it's right. the political equivalent of well i don't own a television there are two people one of two people is going to be president in january of 2021 and if you don't pick one one will be picked for you you're you're not improving anybody's life Exactly. Yeah. Opting out and allowing this decision to be made for you. No, your your abstention is not really an abstention. You're just being a piece of shit. Yeah. All right, guys, I'm going to do something I don't get often to do, but I do it very frequently when this comes up. I'm going to quote Rush. If you choose not to decide, you still have made a choice. There you mm. go. Oh. Mm. Indeed. Now, deep, first deep, of all, deep first words of all. from Getty Lee. I would, yeah, I would like to make it. He is quoting the band Rush, not Rush yes. Limbaugh. No, God, no. Yeah. I thought that, <laughs> I should say I, that goes without saying. But yeah, yeah. thank you, Justin. No, well, not and, Rush Limbaugh. And, and I, you know, Rush I Limbaugh get, has never said anything that insightful. Yeah. That, and, and like I, I you know, when I talk to people that have this this stance, and I get, I kind of get where they're coming from in that. Yes, like you know, in the grand scheme of things, I would have liked somebody like a Bernie Sanders to have made oh, some, some, some substantial changes to the way we do things. Not everything he said was, you know, you know, it was gold, but like a lot of people want that candidate to go in and like really flip the script, like maybe not 180 degrees from what it's been, but like, you know, maybe take it 60 or something, you know, make, make a, a big substantial change. You can see that of course it aligns with your values and that doesn't happen. What happens yeah. is, is you look at the two candidates and you pick one that, you know, you use some analytical thinking and you pick the one that, that lines up with the most of your values. And then after, I don't know, a lifetime of those little votes, you're moving the party inches this way or that way. That's how we see change, you know, like that's how you really see change. But the fact that it wasn't going to happen in, you know, November 4th of 2020, they're like, well, fuck it, you know, yep. doesn't yep. matter. It's like, well, yeah. you know. Maybe this guy then, isn't going to make abortion completely legal for every woman in every state, but he's not going to, like, fucking make it so hard to get that they have to be a goddamn astronaut to get one. You know, like, there's, there's, yeah. Well, that's the thing with, you know, and I, I keep coming back to the, the environmental stuff just because that's what I'm into, and uh, that's the stuff that really gets under my skin on a personal level. Um, and, you know, it's like, okay, great. Like, uh, yeah, Joe Biden is super chummy with corporations, and he's done some dumb shit and said some real dumb shit. He's also done some good shit, but I don't have to worry about him going in there 
and telling mine companies they could just dump their fucking oil and fucking porta potties directly into the waters of the states. You know, it's it's like you know, oh my god, clean air and water is pretty simple. And I like, yeah, like of course there's going to be shit. I don't like. I don't know. I just rah, they're not all the same you know, pieces. Well, of shit. It, it, it's infuriating, right? Because I, and I can't speak for the progressive wing of the Democratic Party. I just became a Democrat by registering in Ohio for this primary. There you go. Um, we'll take it. So, but it Baby blows steps. my mind, right? Yeah. It blows Phil's my Democrat, mind. Phil's a Democrat, guys. You're registered. Pack up the election. Um, Let's do it. We got it. We won. So, like, we won. I, you're looking at some of these Bernie supporters who are out here. Oh, well, he he's not all the way in on whatever topic ABC is. So I'm not going to vote for him, period. He's just going to get left by the wayside. And it's like, well, what about topics D through Z? That you guys agree with 100. Oh, yeah. percent It makes no sense. Yeah. So it makes sense. The thing about the difference between Joe Biden's health care plan and Bernie Sanders' health care plan is that neither of them are going to happen if the Democrats <laughs> can take them to the Senate. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. um, like, by not voting, you're you are doing more than somebody who is voting for Joe Biden. To preserve the status quo precisely and here's the thing i think you touch on a really good point here and you know uh, if you're not voting at all that means you're not voting in down ballot races oh, which yeah. are the ones yeah. that really fucking matter that's like okay do you vote at all like no not at all like not even for like senators and governors and mayors and and city councilmen no oh so there's the real fucking problem with that like yeah. and then like that if you tell me that and then you're like, well, voting for a senator or a governor or blah blah or even city council doesn't matter, then that shows you really don't understand how this works. And that's why it makes me so mad. Well, and like, so I I got uh, I got kicked out of a group on Facebook uh, over the weekend. Hell yeah, I love for, getting banned from social media groups. For Phil, making I, I don't a, mean to interrupt Phil, but one of my ahead. favorite things to do is to pick a like super pro Trump group and then like join it and like just just start oh, the clock phenomenal. on how long it takes to get my, my ass just booted. <laughs> I've seen <Yeah>. it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've seen it. So yeah. I was like, Justin, keep me updated. Sorry. Yeah. I had been in this group for like two plus years. Um, Americans for the new conservative movement. Right. So like as a once proud conservative, we're, we're trying to find ways for some conservative ideals to be relevant in the United States. Right. And I made the comment that, so if we see Donald Trump, who's clearly, completely against the rule of law is right. just throwing the independence of the justice department out the fucking window. Well, yeah, that's, that's why the would you not think, yeah, we'll get there. Why yeah. would you not put Joe Biden in? And if you're concerned about him, you know, overtaking government, why would you not vote for the down ballot conservatives yeah. and put them into Congress, put them in the legislature so that you can hold them in check. That's how that works. And they didn't like, like it. Let, let's be clear. The reason that. the GOP is fucking up so much shit right now is because they spent like almost 10 years focusing on down ballot yeah. shit with the Tea Party. Like, yeah. yeah. yeah there's a, it there's started a with states. fucking city councilmen and then it ended up with them owning the Supreme Court. So it's well, like. One, right. of the, one of the things I always talk about with uh, our buddy Jay that we both, everybody here knows, is like he's very into the Second Amendment. I, you know, I am into the Second Amendment as well. I'm a gun owner and have a concealed carry permit. What always entertains me is what gun registration, I mean, legislation or, you know, laws or anything that set him into a perfect tizzy that don't bother me at all. 
you know, there's just, it's just, and it's really weird. It's like, like we will be on the same page until like the smallest thing. And, yep. um, like he gets really bent out of shape, um, because he travels for work and I kind of get this, like, um, like going from Ohio to, to Illinois, like you're not allowed to have the same kind of magazines in Illinois. You're yep. allowed to in Ohio. And so he has to like stop and like, uh, change out the magazines and the gun he carries, um, I've done the similar thing. I've, when you travel through the dates, I've done similar things, but like it really upsets him, and it's it's kind of funny. Like it, it's his thing, you know. Like I can't stand when kids uh, graduate from the third grade. He can't stand when he has to change out his magazines. But um, like we'll talk about that, and we talk about you know you guys are talking about down ballot stuff, like how crazy two states can be that are share a border. You know, like state to state laws and their their things are insane. Like you know, everybody's like, well, we shouldn't have a you know a federal um department of education i was like have you guys been to georgia like we need that there because of georgia and like but then again like georgia has gun laws that some people like and then the state next door will have like you know you're not allowed to have gun or you know whatever from state to state the extremes are so wild because well, of down so ballot stuff like that it is hilarious that's the straw man argument with with guns right and they the conservatives like to point to chicago just being this absolute uh-huh war-torn area and i'm like well let's see here let's look at where the the guns that chicago pd has picked up and you've got some gun shops that are out in the suburbs of chicago that sell to these guys and that's fine but you look at the rest of the the guns and it's something like 45 percent yeah come from indiana mississippi and missouri mostly indiana it's almost 50 percent from indiana because you go right over to gary yeah, I, I there, live there's... I live like 20 minutes from the Indiana border, and yep. I live 40 minutes from downtown Chicago. It's not hard. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. not hard. I mean, yeah. here in Colorado, you can look into it. There were magazine restrictions passed, and uh, the, the 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 people that passed it, there was a whole referendum, there was a whole you know recall election, all that bullshit. But it was hilarious because once they passed them, uh, most of the sheriffs deputies and and you know the sheriffs in the area were like, all right, so here's the thing: I'm not going to enforce this 10 mag limit. Because you can go to literally any state in any cardinal direction from Colorado and buy the magazines you're not allowed to have. And it's not like we're setting up checkpoints when you cross yeah, the right, state yeah. border. Right. Like, this is not enforceable. I'm actively not doing it. And it was a whole big to-do here because there were a lot of gun shop owners who were like, listen, I'm not going to enforce this because the sheriff told me on the DL he can't enforce it because it's just yep. not a thing. And then there's yep. no way to track person-to-person sales because – and that, that was one of those – fucking classic issues the democrats have of taking like a strong you know moral stance on something that once you get onto the on the ground yeah. level it doesn't make yeah. any fucking sense yeah it right. just doesn't work like does I, I get what you're trying to do but hey that's the worst way to go about doing it i'll tell i'll even one up you shay uh for for about a year and a half i traveled from lexington kentucky to uh evanston illinois to work at northwestern and do some experiments and i carried Nerd. a firearm with me when i went but I had the laws completely reversed. I thought my concealed carry was good in Illinois. It was not, and I thought it was banned in, in Indiana. It was. It was not. So like, I would. Oh, get that's into, completely bass backwards. You yeah, I would get into Mike Indiana. Pence's Indiana. What yeah, are you doing? I would, I would get into Indiana, and I would like take the bullets out of my gun and put it in a little lock thing in the back of my truck. And then when I get into Illinois, I would like put it back. You know, put reload my gun and put it back on me, and I'd carry it around. And like I did that for like almost fucking six or seven months before I checked the log, and I was like, oh fuck. My dyslexia could have been real bad there. (laughs) 
But uh, yeah, no, that's that's the straw argument. It's really weird and it's and it's fun. Like well, another one I heard was like, you know, I I like who am I supposed to vote for? The Democrats who hate me because I'm a gun owner, or the the Republicans who just want to shove their religion down my throat? And I'm like, first of all, please give me a list of the Democrats who have said I hate you because you're a gun owner. Okay. Like I want the I want that list because as a liberal Democrat who carries a concealed weapon in Birkenstocks, I have I have a lot of uh, questions about that. I would hazard a guess that probably a solid 40 to 50% of registered Democrats are gun owners. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, well, okay, so I actually, this is uh, an act, you know, I'm not really even, hey, we're talking uh, like the outline matters, but anyway, uh, (laughs) I I specifically had someone where I work, um, you know, and I I work with a lot of uh, uh, good old boys would be the correct term bunch of guys from southern carolina uh you know south carolina um you know y'all kind of woods of georgia all kinds of it's just like the best southern places and um i we, we were talking about gun control for like i don't know 20 30 minutes right but this was right before the shutdown too which i don't even know how much like i don't know how it came up in this podcast i don't know how it came up in my office and yeah. uh and then i started talking to this other guy and he was like we were talking about going shooting and setting up a date to like go target practice. He asked me what I had. I was like, well, I've got a 3030, I've got an SKS, I've got a Glock, and I've got a shotgun that's not safe to use. I have to take to a gunsmith. And then one of the, it was without missing a beat, the, 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 and this guy, really nice dude, but absolutely has a MAGA hat on the dashboard of his car. He just doesn't put it on when he comes into work. Um, mm. Turned and looked at me and goes, well, holy shit, a liberal with guns. You're one of the good ones. <laughs> I yeah. almost peed. I laughed so hard because I you're, know you've had those same interactions, Justin. Yeah, yeah. It, it's a, uh, it's it, they they think you're a unicorn because like you can be at the bar. It's like they found a unicorn out in the wild. You can be out to the bar and you can be arguing voter uh, how voter ID laws are just voter suppression, and then or arguing that women don't have to fucking tell you about when and uh, where where they have abortions, and then. They're like, well, I guess you want to ban, you know, this gun or that gun. I'm like, eh, I don't really care. And they're like, oh, well, you know, if you cared about the Second Amendment, you would give a shit because our patriots do. And that's when I slowly take out my concealed carry permit and I, I push it across the table. I'm like, there's mine. Where's yours? No. I get to have somebody, like, match my concealed carry permit. You know, they're like, well, fuck. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I know it's a dick move, but it's a fun one. Like, man, I'm not trying to say we shouldn't have guns. I'm just trying to say maybe make it a little harder to get them and yeah. don't give them yeah. to the fucking crazies. And, and, and the more you get loud, I'm thinking you shouldn't have a gun. Just, just yeah, personal yeah. thing. <laughs> yeah, personal thing. Okay, uh, so Strawman. Yeah, how about them Broncos? Like, yeah, those Broncos, yeah. <laughs> um, let's talk. I, I, I know we have some rants about this, and I, I'm going to have to – I'm going to – I have some information, but I think I think Adam, you know, being the legal beagle, ugh, legal beagle here could help me out. General Michael Flynn, what the absolute fuck? Uh, so a couple weeks, I think it was last week. Uh, 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 oh shit, he's Attorney General. The AG Barr announced that the uh, Justice Department was going to drop all charges against Flynn, even though he already pled guilty to um, perjury twice. Um, right after that was announced, the uh, New York Times ran an opinion piece by uh, um, um, I think her name was. Betty McCord, her last name is McCord. It's it's a it's a woman. I, I fucked that up in the last podcast. I said him. It's actually a woman. Um, she wrote an opinion piece that said basically like, listen, none of his constitutional rights were violated. Nothing about that was was um, wrong. And the fact that Barr was going to use her report, I think it was called Report Three Hundred One, 
he just twisted her statements out of context to make this uh, uh, accusation that we should drop the um, charges against uh, General Flynn for perjury because they said um, that his uh, questioning was immaterial, meaning that they just asked him a question that was not uh, related to an ongoing um, investigation. Um, that sounds pretty much bullshit because he was lying about talking to Russian assets uh, during the uh, Robert Mueller investigation. That's how I got caught up. Um, there has been this weird thing about everybody thinks that uh, he pled guilty to perjury twice to save his son, but nobody can tell me what his son did other than be real weird and, and go to an Alex Jones event. Um, he's like really getting into that alt-right bullshit, but nobody's ever, you know, they just say he, he did it to defend his son. I was like, so his son made him commit perjury twice, but what the fuck ever. We've got some updates here. Uh, apparently the judge, oh shit, lost my place. Um, Judge Emmett Sullivan has asked uh, John Gleason, a retired federal judge, to argue in favor of uh, Flynn still, uh, you know, being held in in uh, you know for perjury. And since we're at the um, the sentencing phase, the judge is allowed, if I'm not right, if I'm not mistaken, Adam, to just say fuck it and still sentence him. He can, yes. The, yeah. the guilty plea has already been entered, and he needs the leave of the court to withdraw it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and now they're considering. Um, I read another article. I, I didn't go deep in that, but they're considering just contempt of court charges against Flynn. Um, but we, uh, I, I think, we all know what's going on here. This is this 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 all bullshit is not only an, ex, an extreme abuse of the uh, Department of Justice and and the rule of law. It's just to save uh, Trump from doing a really unpopular pardon in election year. Yep. That's precisely it. what it is. Yeah, precisely so like, what it is. So I was telling Shay, I think we talked about this in the last podcast. Like, it's gonna, it'd be real fun if the judge says, "Fuck it, you're doing two years," and then before five p.m. Of that same business day, he gets a pardon. Like that, that would be fun. That'd be a fun I, news cycle. I, I, yeah, I feel like, I mean, not that his supporters would care. His supporters would just see it as him fighting the system and you know preventing the deep state from throwing his buddy in jail. But um, the. Uh, I don't remember where it was. I, I read or listened. I might have been five thirty-eight. I don't know. Some some one of the many uh, pieces of political vomit that I digest in a week. Um, talking about how so far this is playing out exactly like you wouldn't want it to play out, yep. because instead of him just getting off and it not being a pardon, everyone's talking about it and focused on it, and the judges haven't just capitulated, is my understanding so far. <laughs> and like now, people are looking at it, and it's like in the headlines. Which, first of all. I don't I, – there's just got to be somebody somewhere who must have told Trump, we have to leave this guy alone. It's done. Let him serve his time. And then he just told Barr to get the guy off anyway. Like, because there's no – I get short term. Do it. Make even, it go away. Even, even assuming he wins another four years, which whatever, it's – you know, these, these people aren't going to care. But, like, long term, this is never going to look good. Like, there's no way no. it pans out where it doesn't – you know, it's, it's fucking – and, you know, and it's – you know, I, I know this is the first time William – you know, Barr's ever had some sort of questionable behavior. <laughs> oh, yeah, know? it's the only time in history. Stand-up guy until time. right now, yeah. So, I don't know. It's just ridiculous because it's, it's, it's one of those things where I was, like, I saw it breaking in the news and I went – well, that 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 that's not going to go smoothly. Like, that's just not going to work out. That's not how any of this is. This works, and then the judge is no. like, "Uh, hold on a second. So, there is, and to 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 loop back to, Justin mentioned the potential. I think it was Justin mentioned the potential of of contempt of court charges. Yeah, um, that 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 was that's been floated around. Yep. 
So that would be because if he didn't do this, if all of this was untrue, he did not commit acts which met the definition of the perjury statute, and he pled guilty to perjury right. to, to making false statements. That is yep. perjury because he said yep. it yeah. in open court. And yep. Mike Mike Flynn has I love it. Mike Flynn has lawyers that Oh they're insane. That well that he has lawyers that charge probably a solid five times, six times my hourly rate. And I know that every single one of them is aware of the uh, the existence of an Alfred plea, uh, which for anybody who doesn't know what that is. Yeah, uh, I, I, go ahead. I think I know what it is. But um, you'll, an, an you'll Alfred, have a better answer than I would. <laughs> an Alfred plea is when you enter a plea to the court, essentially submitting yourself to the court's judgment. What you're saying is, I did not do this. I'm maintaining my innocence. However, I am acknowledging that the evidence which will be presented at trial will be sufficient to convict me. Um, you're, you're saying, I didn't do this, but if this goes to trial, I believe I will be convicted and therefore I will accept this punishment. Um, and it's how you avoid committing perjury if you think it is in your interest to plead guilty, uh, but you don't believe you're guilty of the underlying crime. And if that was the case, then Mike Flynn certainly has the legal firepower to appropriately advise him to enter an Alfred plea. Right. Um, but he didn't do that. He pled guilty. Because <laughs> he did it. Because he did. He did. Yeah. He'll try to pin this on us. Yeah, that's a classic line. <laughs> yeah, that's a classic line from King of the Hill, where you know, of course, uh, Dale Gribble is always a conspiracy theory, and and he actually did something. He's like, they're gonna try to pin it on me, and since I did it, they will succeed. Yeah, that's when they throw. Uh, that's when they uh, drain the quarry and they find yeah. Boomhauer's car in there because right, right. they ended in college. But see, to, to Adam's school. point, like the, the the reason I know about that type of a guilty plea is because that's the kind of that's the guilty plea that I want to say that two of the three. Um, West West Memphis three actually put in after like after years of being in prison, they said like, hey, listen, I didn't do this, but the evidence you have you have accumulated, and this was all during the like the, the late eighties, early nineties, satanic panic bullshit. They're like, you've got enough people here that said I did it, and I'm probably gonna get convicted of it, so. I'm going to, I'm going to say, I still do not, you know, they throw themselves in the court much like Adam, um, described. And that, that's how I know that type of, a um, of a plea deal. I mean, Donald Trump even knew that fucking Flynn did it. Uh, I love this too. There's always a goddamn tweet guys. I always, this, yeah. December 2nd, 2017, Donald Trump. I had to fire Flynn because he lied to the vice president and the FBI. He has pled guilty to those lies. It's a shame because his actions during the transition were lawful, were lawful. Uh, there was nothing to hide. So that's Trump admitting that, that uh, Flynn did it. Trump's law. I'm not not Trump's lawyer. I'm sorry. Trump has many lawyers, um, but um, Flynn's lawyer is a is is Sydney Powell, and she is listed as a film producer. If you Google her name, so that that that's just something to re to remember. Solid. Yeah, that's solid. She is a very much. Uh, she has not retweeted any kind of QAnon stuff on Twitter, but she is very QAnon adjacent, and she goes on Fox News all the time, and. Everybody was pretty sure when she became his, Flynn's new lawyer that this was just a um, a uh, PR, you know, offensive here. Yep. Um, 
So, so that happened, and a couple of things I wanted to bring up, and I know, I know, I know, I know. I think, I think this is where uh, Adam has a rant, um, and Adam would like to talk about how uh, it's a really hot take for uh, Donald Trump to be, to want to uh, investigate previous uh, um, previous POTUSes for their their crimes that they <laughs> may have committed. <laughs> might not be the track, yeah, might not be the track he wants to take. But I, I have I have three things I want to talk about. I, I just want to list them real quick, and and Adam, if I say something stupid legally, stop me. But um, one of the things that Barr is known for is his belief in the unitary executive, which is basically an almost imperial presidency. Um, Former White House counsel John Dean explains it as, in its most extreme form, unitary executive theory can mean that neither the Congress nor the federal courts can tell the president what to do or how to do it, particularly with regard to national security concerns, which would would apply to Flynn because he was – you know, in, in, in finagling with the uh, Russians when they were fucking up our election. So if that's true, uh, that means that whatever Obama did, and this is kind of leading into the idea of Obamagate, whatever Obama did, he was totally okay to do it. Because yep. if Trump can do it, Obama should be able to do it. I believe, the, to, to summarize that, the, the most concise uh, summary of the unitary executive theory, uh, it was actually given to us by President Nixon... Uh, yeah. When he said, when, he said <laughs> when the president does it, it's not illegal. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. 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 Just bam. So that's what Barr believes. So that's why he's going to bat for Trump. But like, if that's true, then everything Obama did is fucking fine. So calm down. Um, uh, also, if you believe that the um, questioning of Flynn was immaterial to a uh, counterintelligence investigation, I would like you to get into your time machine, go back and unimpeach Bill Clinton. Because they were investigating a real estate, uh, they, what they thought was a real estate um, fraud or scandal, and they asked him if he'd ever committed an affair, which he lied about, and then that's how you get Monica Lewinsky. Yep. And I that be Gotta say though, I, I think that it, I, I would support a a federal constitutional amendment uh, stating that uh, if a married man is asked under oath whether he had an affair, it is not perjury for him to deny it. <laughs> Because I mean, you're gonna lie, you're just done. Yeah, that'd be fine with me. Make that the twenty. Uh, make that the twenty uh, ninth amendment after the ERA. Um. So, and then uh, the last thing that everybody's all butthurt about is that um, apparently, and this is this. I think this is the undergirding of um, the Obamagate scandal, and that it's that um, Obama apparently ramped up the quote-unquote unmasking of individuals in the last and towards the end of his presidency which would have been the 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 lead into the obama i'm um, shit the uh trump uh, uh presidency so everybody gets all butthurt about this and um the lot and so apparently obama and when, when we say unmasking to be clear like whenever there's a um a wiretap or something and somebody that we think is a terrorist or something talks to let's say shay um, Shay's name would be kept kept out of the record because Shay's a citizen, and we have no reason to believe Shay did anything wrong. He just happened to be contacted by this terrorist. Like it might be Shay lining up, a, you know, a, a nice uh, video game session or something, right? You know, he's gonna he's gonna go balls deep on some some uh, Call of Duty or something. And um, but in those transcripts, Shay's name is you know blacked out. Um, you know, uh, different. It's not blacked out. Different... It's listed as in like, American so... individual right. one. Yeah, yeah, citizen, something like that. Yep. Not, so, everybody, not every conversation mm-hmm. somebody has with a terrorist is about terrorism. Correct. Exactly. You know, they have families, know. too. Sometimes they like talking about what kind of milk to get. Yeah. 
sometimes they're at the store and they're like, hey, do we have bread? Um, but uh, different people with different levels of security clearance can ask for those names to be um, revealed, quote unquote, unmasked. And uh, there is some idea that the Obama administration did a shitload of this in the lead up to the Trump administ- uh, administration taking over. Um, fun fact, uh, 2015 was the first year that those numbers were released because of a 2014 FOIA request. Um, even funnier fact, um, so in 2015 to 16, there were 2000, uh, I'm sorry, 9,217 unmasking requests by the Obama administration. Um, Sean Hannity says that was a, a tripling of the request for 2014, but he doesn't have those numbers because those numbers didn't exist in 2014. So it's funny he knows that, um, unless he's completely full of shit. Um, but then, okay, so in the lead up to the Trump administration, 9,217 masking requests were made in, the, in that 12 month period. Um, and that was the first period in which those numbers are available. Even funnier fact, in the years since then, 200, uh, I'm sorry, 9,000, why do I keep saying 200? 9,529 requests in 2017. Uh, then it jumped to 16,000 in 2018, and then back down to 10,012 in 2019. Um, fun fact, all of those years were years that Obama was not president. And yeah, that's Donald weird. Trump was president. That's weird. So, Apparently, um, Sean Hannity has his, his paintings all on a bunch because of this unmasking thing, but Trump's doing it as much or more than Obama, so there you go. Fun, I fun. mean, that's just like the fucking executive order thing. I can't remember how often I heard conservatives bitch about executive orders from Obama. And then all Trump's the fucking time. Throwing them bitches out there oh, like yeah. nothing, dude. Yeah, with his stupid-ass yeah, squiggly signature. Weird that uh, something happened between... 2016 and 2017 where uh use of executive orders went from like tyrannical imperial presidency to like well there's nothing wrong with that that the president has that power yeah it sounds it sounds about like their argument for government spending as well i think yeah and And, yeah the deficit and the debt feed the Hmm. beast no no no, there isn't a difference there there isn't a, a difference in how the deficit is discussed between Democratic and Republican administrations because they don't talk about the deficit during Republican administrations. Yeah, that's yeah. correct. Yeah. I get, so, I get so many people when we talk about the deficit because when you're talking about things like Ray, well, how much money Reagan spent versus how much money you know George W. Bush spent versus Obama or so-and-so, you don't really want to fuck around with ha- like having to do the conversion for like today numbers. No. And so I just tell people, like, we'll just do it by percent increase. Whatever that number is, when they started and then when they left office, just do the percent increase because that's 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 a that's a you know a normal ass number, and they're like, but Obama spent so many trillion. Like again, for okay. fuck's sake, did you not hear me? Like Obama raised the debt by I think it's like sixty nine percent increase, where Reagan did one hundred fifty nine percent. It's like that's that's the number you need to look at. It's kind of like how our buddy Ron wants to talk about COVID-19 cases by grouping 11 random countries together and comparing them to the U.S. It's just – Ron boggles my mind with that, and he's not – I don't think he shared this data, but I, I've seen and talked with multiple other people who like to say that, oh, well, it's got a 98.5%, 99.5% survival rate, and they're comparing COVID deaths to the total U.S. population. And I'm like, that's a you. Cool. Cool. Awesome. So speaking of, and this is actually mostly not about COVID, but I have a gripe. Uh 
with a graphic that is making the rounds on Facebook, and I don't know if you've seen it, but it's one that compares the death toll of various pandemics throughout history, and the the metric that they use is it is, the one with is it the one with the little spore like? It's the one with the big, colorful germs used. Yeah, as, yeah, that's what. Yeah, that, I've seen that. Yeah. And here's my problem, and this is mostly not about COVID, but the one that they have listed for the Justinian plague, they give the description for it, and then I feel personally attacked. In that description is included the descriptor. Many people believe that it contributed to the fall of the Roman Empire, mm. and being being a history mm. geek myself, I'm going to rant a little bit. Because which Roman Empire are yeah. you saying, wait, wait, which Roman Empire are you saying the Justinian plague contributed to the fall of? The Justinian plague that occurred in 540 to 541. Do you mean the Western Roman Empire that fell almost 100 years before that, or the Eastern one that won't fall for a nine, another 900 years? Because, uh, real hot fucking take, buddy. Because either this is a time traveling plague, or it took its sweet dance <laughs> and caused the Eastern Empire to fall for another 900 fucking years. That's exactly what happened, Adam. Duh. <laughs> Nerd alert. Jesus. Sorry, I'm done. I'm done now. I, so I, I do want to jump back to, to Flynn's activity, uh, which led to his line to the FBI about his, his conversations with um, Kislyak. And, and yeah. Adam, I don't know if you can you know, expound on or expand on this at all, but I, it's we my can't understand- right now because he walked away, but... It, well, it's, no, my I'm, I'm still <laughs> it's my understanding that during a transition, obviously the the incoming administration is is making phone calls to various folks and is setting up infrastructure within the administration. Um, but what he was discussing were Magnitsky Act sanctions, correct? Yes. Mm-hmm. And discussing those in a way of uh, negotiation, right? And, and saying. If you guys, you know, lean off on X, Y, Z, we'll, you know, cut back on the Magnitsky sanctions. Uh, is that not negotiation on behalf of the United States uh, without so, having been sworn in to do so, which would then be a Logan Act violation? Yes. Um, so the thing, though, about the Logan Act, I mean, the thing about the Logan Act. Uh, it's like no nobody one, has been charged it for centuries. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's 1860s. Well, there are. Two, I mean, Flynn was charged under the Logan Act, but it, that was dropped as part of his plea deal. But before Flynn, um, nobody had been charged under the Logan Act since the 1800s. No one still has ever been convicted under the Logan Act. Correct. So, Correct. Because the U.S. legal system, being based on British common law, is mostly governed by precedent, that means there is barely any law about how what the terms included in the Logan Act mean. Fair. Um, so it's ambiguous, and uh, it it kind of has that, that problem of you can't get a credit card because you don't have a credit history, and you can't get a credit history because you don't have a credit card. There's no, sure, pres- yeah. There's no precedent for the Logan Act, and we can't get precedent for the Logan Act because we don't have any precedent for the Logan Act. Sure. Um, but what Flynn did, which is not being yet – uh, a, a sworn member of the government, and uh, even if he were a sworn in member of the government, his national security advisor would not be uh, in a diplomatic role, um, was making borderline quid pro quo promises to a foreign yes. government. Yes. Um, 
So I, I cannot imagine a scenario if, if that does not violate the Logan Act, I cannot imagine a scenario that does violate the Logan Act. Thank you. Thank you. So I, and that's something that, um, you know, on Twitter, I was going back and forth with some folks and they said, well, it's, it's during the transition. They have authority. And I'm like, hey, they don't because that doesn't occur until you've literally been sworn into office. So there you go. There are when a when a when a new president elect um, is elected but not yet sworn in, they typically get a flood of phone calls from foreign governments, and those are very closely monitored, and the content is very tightly limited to basically congratulations on your election. Yes. Yeah. They're because they're not empowered to talk about anything else yet because they haven't been sworn in yet. Correct. Um, and if the president elect cannot make policy negotiations with foreign governments, then it necessarily follows that his less empowered subordinates who have been um, offered positions pending Senate approval, well, I mean, in the case of the National You're Security right. Advisor, he doesn't have to be appointed by the Senate, approved by the Senate, but um, who, who have been offered positions have even less authority. And, yes. and when the president has no authority, they have you, less you than see, zero. They have less than zero. So, so you see why Mr. Flynn uh, is is in a pickle here. Precisely, and, and it it kind of harkens back to the the complaint on the right wing of Obama saying I'll have more flexibility after the election, and they right. like to say, oh well, that was you know, quid pro quo, blah blah blah. First of all, he was president. The, he was the sitting president. He yeah. had all the authority, and. I mean, he's not wrong that he would have more leeway to make decisions yeah. in his foreign policy that might be unpopular after he doesn't have to run for office again. Like, he's not right. wrong. <laughs> right. It's a 100% factual statement. 100%. It just boggles my mind. Yeah. Would you like, uh, would you like, would you guys like to hear Donald Trump explain what Obamagate is? Yes, please. Yeah. It's fun stuff. So. Let me share. All right, you guys see my screen okay? Yep. I'm hoping this clears things up for me because I am not entirely Oh, Shay, it does not. It does not at all. Even better. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Obamagate. It's been going on for a long time. It's been going on from before I even got elected. And it's a disgrace that it happened. And if you look at what's gone on, and if you look at now all of this information that's being released, and from what I understand, that's only the beginning. Uh, some terrible things right. happened, and it should never be allowed to happen in our country again. This guy's and you'll be seeing what's going I, on over the next, over the coming weeks. But I, and I wish you'd write honestly about it. But unfortunately, you choose not to do so. Yeah, John, please. He's what is the crime exactly? He's a toddler. You know what the crime is. The crime is very obvious to everybody. All you have to Jesus do is read the Christ. newspapers, except yours. Uh, John, please. I want to play that one part again. So, so after Donald Trump goes through this long thing about what the crime is, and, and oh, you know Obama, what it is. Yeah, he says, you know what it is. What is the you crime know, exactly that uh, you're accusing him of? You know what the crime is. The crime is very obvious Many to people everybody. Are saying. All you have to do is read the yes. newspapers except yours. <laughs> uh, John. That's, well, and that, that's, that's what he says POTUS. every time. I don't, it is many he, people. He, t- he literally said nothing. Yeah. This, yes. like, like, and here's itself. the thing. That was a really weird. I've never actually done this before. So, <clears throat> excuse me. I'm listening to him speak, but also 
because whatever you're using, it's highlighting the text oh, as you yeah. go. So, so great. And I so have never. The I, okay. So that was really interesting because to read it and hear it at the same time yes. really solidifies that it is fucking gibberish. It, 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 he literally says nothing. <laughs> yeah, said like, absolutely nothing. Like, it, it's like the equivalent of be you know. Well, I know that he knows that I know that he knows that uh, that he knows that I knows that he did what he did, but I know what he did because I did what he knows what I did. And it's fucking yeah. what? It's the it's the argument from dodgeball, right? Where yeah. they're in the <laughs> yeah, bar. Yeah. yeah, seriously. It's a bold. That's a bold move, Cotton. I hope it works out for him. Uh, but so, yeah, know that that's the rev that's uh that's a great site where you can type in um if you if you know when he spoke and basically what he spoke about you can find the link and it does that it, it like shay's saying it will you know you can play the audio and there's actually jump cuts you guys saw on my screen where i was like you could jump to a certain point in the yeah. speech and then that's phenomenal can, and while it's showing his audio it is highlighting the words he's saying um john oliver basically did something similar but he was his his point and i think it's a good point and 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 um i, I know you had something to say adam i'll get right back to you here in a second but john oliver was like donald trump at his core is not a president he's an entertainer you know he wants to be um he basically has said he wants to run his presidency like he did the apprentice so okay you take take with that what you will but he knows how to deliver the dumb shit shit he says so when you're watching him deliver it he does have a kind of a bolsterous delivery he's moving his hands like he's pointing he's doing shit so like if you're watching him the absolute gibberish he says kind of flows into like oh i knew what he meant you know like yeah you put in like you put in the things that make sense in the gaps because you're watching him and you know kind of like people say italians always talk with their hands and explain themselves like maybe it's a little bit of that John Oliver likes to just say "fuck that" and read it verbatim from what yes. what's said, yes. and that's where you find out that he is an absolute illiterate jackass and is not speaking at an eighth grade level. Because it's, no. it's just like you know, some people are saying, you know, they said the thing was said. Well, you about, know what he did. You, yeah, you you know what he did. The crime it, you you saw that it was there. The the papers were reporting it, but not yours because you're dishonest. Yeah. 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 Okay. Every time Donald Trump is asked to explain something, he sounds like an eighth grader who didn't read the book getting called on in class. Oh, yeah. Can we stop insulting eighth graders here? I, I mean, <laughs> this is below that. Yeah. Well, like um, some, somebody said, um, I mean, just recently, I think a friend of mine sent me a link. Um, I, I know you guys have seen the uh, news article, but apparently because Donald Trump needed to deflect from just his random nonsense that he uh, attacked Barack Obama as being an incompetent president. And then, of course, the Twitter world just shat right on hey, him. It's classic but, projection. Yeah, well, if I was sitting there, I, I think Shane and I have talked about this several times in the podcast. Like, if I was in the White House press corps, I would be there for one day. And it's because the follow-up questions would be so rude, they would just, like, leave. Because if he said, like, well, you know, Obama, he was a very incompetent president. I'd be like, spell incompetent. Right now, on live TV, spell incompetent. <laughs> Can you spell the circuit? Spell that word. <laughs> yeah. Spell that. Spell that motherfucker. You know, like it's just you know, just nail him down on something stupid like that and be fine. But you know. that's a classic new rule segment, right? New yeah. rule. Yeah. When Trump says something, a reporter must ask him to spell that word. Yeah. Well, I can't spell for All right, shit. I was so going to say, really guys, think. that's... Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, dude, yeah, don't I can't ask spell me for to, shit. But so the only reason I look like I don't have brain damage is because the te texting has autocorrect. And even then, I don't pay close <laughs> enough attention. And it still looks real dumb because I... It, it, yeah, I don't, I don't know. 
I'm not, I'm not going to uh, throw stones at that glass house. I'll just say that. Yeah. So, uh, so that's what's going on with Robert Barr and uh, Michael Flynn. Uh, we still have, um, also, guess I'm paying attention. We still got the goddamn um, Roger Stone conviction hanging out there. Yep. Yep. Um, he has. He was. Well, was he sentenced for like seven or eight months or something? Some, some simple like that. But that'll happen. So that's that's in the wings. We got to pay attention to that. Um, um, on also and. Forgive me, but um, Trump still has. Oh, what was it? I, I, I want to say it was thirteen, but I'm not positive. Has active sexual assault cases being heard in court, on top of the release of his um, tax documents from banks, um, in which uh, Jay Sekulow decided to argue in front of the Supreme Court that indeed, if Donald Trump murdered somebody in a street he would not be liable for that as a sitting president okay point of fact jay Sekulow did not say that another lawyer did but jay Sekulow is dumb enough to apologies (laughs) jason like like uh uh, phil's right like that was said in court and jay Sekulow is uh, if he hasn't or not or not not, just court um, that was the supreme court yeah, yeah, just yeah. It was arguing in front, like, and the reason the the whole Barr thing about being the unitary president is hilarious because while Barr thinks the president is above the law, Trump was arguing that in real time in front of the, in front of the Supreme Court to try to hide his taxes from a subpoena from Deutsche Bank. Now, uh, I haven't done a deep dive on this, but just off the top of my head, Deutsche Bank has loaned the Trump uh, properties, his businesses, like you know, billions of dollars. And or hundreds of millions. It's a big chunk of change right after Trump had gone through all the uh, bankruptcies and nobody else would lend to him. So yes. there's a, there's a big yeah, question Justin, about what's not, that? Uh, not to be pedantic, but this particular case is about a subpoena issued to Mazars, which is his accounting firm. Yes, not Deutsche that is his accounting firm. Yes. Okay. But okay. Mazars. All right. but it's, it's about, thank yeah, you. it's a, okay. Thank you. It's, it's about his banking records, and um, the Deutsche Bank has come up because a lot of people have said that um, his uh, the way he was getting money and spending money would triggered a bunch of uh, money laundering alarms in Deutsche Bank, which they have since just said, fuck it, give him the money. So like there's a, there's a whole financial web there that they're trying to um, insulate Trump from in, uh, in front of the Supreme Court. And what Phil said is also hilarious because um, – uh, uh, Phil Speculo, he's the guy that Who? you go to. Who's Speculo? Huh? Who? Phil Speculo? Oh no, it's not Phil Speculo. What's his name? Jay Speculo. Jay Speculo. Thank you. Um, I'm looking Phil at you Speculo. and, and... <laughs> look at him. All of a sudden, he's a Democrat and he knows yeah. words. Yeah. <laughs> I just I just created a lawyer out of thin air. Yeah. Dude. But um, like he's the guy you go to when um the you know you put uh Bible verses when you like super glue Bible verses to all the the windshields at your kid's middle school and they tell you to not do it. He, he's the guy you go to and he's like, well, you know, that's a violation of your First Amendment rights. You should be allowed to super glue Bible passages to every car. You know, he's he's that dick. But yeah, they did. Uh, I think it was another lawyer, but like he was on the team, and they were like, you know what? If Donald Trump shot somebody on Fifth Avenue, there's nothing he could do. Um, you would just have to wait until I guess Congress yes. passed a new law. Yes, and he or until he was out of people. office. I'm like, come on! What kind like, of nonsense is that? Yeah. So hit him with a chair, whatever. Um, Deutsche Bank has loaned the Trump Organization two billion dollars. There you go. Um, and no free ads, but. Uh, Trump Inc. 
the podcast has done multiple deep dives into this and they're i'm looking for the word astonishing Uh, astonishing is just unbelievable what what they've done not to dwell on this, but I, I picture Phil Speculo as just Jay Seculo in a Groucho Marx glasses. Oh, yes. nice. Yes. <laughs> nice. Uh, not, not dissimilar to Bobby Valentine, who came back there. as Schmobby Schmalentine. There you um, go. Okay. Uh, the next uh, next thing we wanted to I was going to talk about is just our current COVID-19 situation and, and how Donald Trump doesn't want to do testing. Do you guys want to take a break, uh, refill the glasses, maybe take a... Quick pause for the cause, or do you just go, uh, I need beer. I'm okay, telling you, yeah, I'm go, go do your thing, bro. I guess that was the thing. I guess We're on your what, time here. We're on your time here. <laughs> yeah. why, do you, um, why do you think that I'm participating from the kitchen? I, I'm in easy uh, drink remaking range. Yeah. Well, I think it is great that I've heard both of you guys make a cocktail, and that's the ice in the glass sound. And on like one of our first or second podcasts, one of my buddies sent me an email and he was like, what is that sound? I was like, that's my, that's my brother making a drink at his desk. That's, that's ice in a glass. How do you not know that sound? Yeah. Yeah. Duh. And then on another podcast, Shay had a cooler beer beside him and it sounded like every time he fished one out, he threw a lawn, um, an aluminum chair into a wood chipper. Shay, that's phenomenal. Yeah, it was great. All right. Let's, well, I uh, mean, right yeah. now, uh, I have to replace the current chair I've got cause I got it from work in our recycling center for $10 and it was comfortable for like uh, but it is the squeakiest chair <laughs> here, so I imagine it gives the podcast a much more se- a much more rounded sensory experience. Well, it's right. a homey this feel. A, That's this a homey is a, feel. A 3D podcast. Fucking That's rustic, right. dude. Get Surround the fuck center. out of here. It's hidden all of your senses. Megatron must be stopped, no matter the cost. You got the touch. You got the power! Yeah! All right, let's All right, you guys do ready this. to get started again? Yeah, I'm trying to play Get the Fuck yeah. Out again, so. Hello, Sasha. <laughs> All right, we're back. Hello. If, yeah, hello. <laughs> uh, oh, we got some puppies. We got puppies. We have puppies. We have cats. We have everything in this podcast. Um, but uh, you guys came back from some Transformer sounds because that's how we roll. Um, but we need to talk about, I guess, the um, uh, Adam, was your rant about hydroxychloroquine? Is that what you wanted to rant about? Oh, I don't even remember at this point. That's how we roll. Oh, wait. Yes, yes it was. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. Yeah, we'll listen. We'll, I want to listen to his, uh, at least like a minute of his actual uh, lying in real time. But so right now the, we are still in the... Um, grips of a global pandemic um the question of whether or not we are going to have a second uh you know flare up here in the united states is still up in the air because a lot of states the southern states for the most part um texas uh shit texas georgia florida and north carolina or south carolina have all like opened up like april 24th and we're seeing increased cases um as like i said before um as of the start of this podcast earlier today we had over uh, 91,000 deaths, almost 92,000 deaths. We're, we're coming close to 100,000 deaths of Americans. That is over 3911s. That is over 22,994 Benghazis. Um, and whenever you want to compare those numbers, you really need to take into account what type of state you're talking about. We have a lot of friends that like to compare what, like nine 
randomly selected fucking uh, um, countries to the United States, no matter what their social, uh, you know, their actual social constructs are, whether they are distant or like, you know, like uh, Italians spend a lot more time close to people than, uh, you know, people in Japan do. So, like, you can't compare those cultures one to one. But um, our president, he doesn't think we should test anybody because it makes him look bad. And here we go with that audio, which is actually fucking mind-numbing. That Shay, remember last time we on the podcast, we shared the audio of Trump um, saying basically that the problem with testing is, is if you test somebody, they can be good one day and then bad the next day. Yeah. Meaning that he did not understand how testing worked, because in that in the in the space between those two tests, the person clearly got COVID nineteen. So here we go with uh, with Donald Trump saying that he doesn't want anybody to be tested because if you do tests, if you do tests, then you're going to get positive cases and it sucks. This afternoon, I also here we go. America is now conducted its ten. Millionth test. That's, as of That's great, but per capita, we're like fifth. Ten million tests we get. Ten million. And CBS has just committed to establish up to 1,000 new coronavirus testing sites by the end of the I bet of you month. it's going to cost like 50% and, more and than anywhere else. It will go up very, very rapidly. And don't forget, we have more cases than anybody in the world. Here we go. But why? Because we do more testing. When you test, you have a case. When you test, you find something is wrong. With people. If we didn't do any testing, we would have very few cases. They don't want to write that. It's common sense. So- it's not common just sense. Just dumbass. <laughs> straight dumbass. That's amazing. I, I, just, oh, my God. That's so incredible. we would have zero cases in the United States if we did zero tests. That's correct. Yeah. Math. Fuck me. That's right. math, Justin. Okay. In and case you didn't know, works. that's I mean, math. In like, Technically, he's not wrong, but, but still, like, that's okay. Yeah, I get it. You can't have a case without Jesus Christ. Yeah. So, okay, so in the last, uh, like, this last week, the thing that have caught my eye that really, like, are like, oh, my God, I can't believe they're saying this, was Donald Trump saying that we should just stop testing people because it makes me look bad. Now, you guys might remember back in the day when we were worried about the Princess Sienna or whatever the hell that cruise ship was called. Um, uh they he uh, Donald Trump actually said like I don't really want those people to be let off the ship because if they're let off then there will be more cases of COVID in the United States and that's not my fault. Um, so he he you know he's trying to keep the uh, you know this uh, cruise liner not to you know let off the U.S. citizens at the United States because it would make him look bad. Um, in an article in the Financial Times, Jared Kushner has also said that they really wanted to push down testing because they knew that the more they tested, the more COVID cases they would find, and the more that would shock the stock market. So that's a literal statement from um, the Kush, who is in charge of everything from peace in the Middle East to, I guess, whether or not Shay and I have lunch. I don't know. He's The list of things he fucking does is, is amazingly long. He's not good at most of them. Um, uh, recently, Eric Trump, I'm not going to play this idiot because I can't listen to him talk. It's horrible. Eric Trump said that the uh, COVID-19 will magically disappear if Donald Trump is not elected, reelected. And as soon as the Democrats take over, it will go away. Um, I would love to agree with his magic thinking, but as long as he's going to go ahead and say that uh, uh, Donald Trump's not going to get reelected, I'm game. I'm on board. Yeah, yeah. Eric Trump might be the one Trump son who can't 
actually close his mouth, but I'm on board with what he just said. And then today, oh God, I'm going to play this and then Adam has a rant, but Donald Trump is taking hydroxychloroquine, a, a drug that has uh, not been tested to do anything against COVID-19 except give you heart murmurs. And it's an anti-malarial he, drug. Yeah, it's an anti-malaria drug from like, it's been around for 40 years. There's been this really, really weird um, right-wing uh, campaign to make it a thing, and it's just not a thing. And here's Donald Trump today. Uh, this is a Fox News clip. This is not like some so, NBC edit of this. Woods, What's I do that? want to say something before you play this. The screenshot here, this is about the only compliment I will give Donald Trump. His face looks thin here. Well, he's probably dying from uh, hydroxychloroquine. I think it. So, is, is he taking hydroxychloroquine or hydroxycut? Does he know the difference? Yeah, right, right, right. He, he he's he's in a he's he's in a slimming mode. He's bulked up. Now yes. he's got to cut. That's right. He's got to cut. Yes. <laughs> so so here is Donald Trump talking today about how he is making he's taking um, hydroxychloroquine and um, a zinc supplement. I would like to say before we lit we start this uh, start this that you guys can hear this is the exact shit that Alex Jones is pushing on his uh, daily broadcast. Um, he pushed hydroxychloroquine forever. He said it was worked. the doctor said it worked and now I don't know where the zinc thing came from. But he has pushed all of the products that he has that have zinc in them because apparently if you take hydroxychloroquine and zinc, according to the um, flaming racist Alex Jones, the uh, hydroxychloroquine will force the zinc into the uh, the cell and kill COVID nineteen. Like, oh, perfect, perfect. That's that's what that's what is happening on the on the Infowars side of the interwebs, and this is the sitting president of the United States. And I I just I just. Just listen to the similarities. A lot of good things have come out about the hydroxy. A lot of good things have come out. A lot of them. They're huge. And you'd be surprised at how many people are taking it, especially the frontline workers, before you catch Name it. Name one, motherfucker. Many people. The frontline workers, many, many are taking it. I happen to be taking it. I happen to be taking it. This is hydroxychloroquine. I'm taking it. I'm doing it. I'm taking it. A couple of weeks ago, I started taking it. Because I think it's good. I've heard a lot of good stories. And if it's, it's not good, I'll tell you right. I'm not going to get yeah, hurt by it. That's not a sense. That's it's not been a around sense. for 40 I'm years fine. for malaria, for lupus, for other things. I take it. Frontline workers take it. A lot of doctors take it. Excuse me. Name a lot of doctors one. take it. I take it. No, I hope to not be able to take it soon because, you know, I hope they come up with some answer. But I think people should be allowed to. I got a letter from a doctor the other day from Westchester, New York, around the area. He didn't want anything. He just said, sir, I have hundreds of patients, and I give them hydroxychloroquine. I give them the z which is zithromycin, and I give them I'm surprised zinc. he got that word right. And Honestly, out of the hundreds of patients, many hundreds, over 300 patients, I've, I haven't lost one. He said, please keep pressing that, sir. Uh, and if you look at that phony report that was put in, that report on the hydroxy was given to people that were in extraordinarily bad condition. Extraordinarily bad. Well, they happen to people be like that in the 70s and fat and only, No, you know, I, oh, you mean I think like for him. whatever it's worth, I take it. Yeah. I was, uh, I 
I would have told you that three, four days ago, but we never had a chance because you never asked me the question. Bullshit. The White House, did the White oh. House doctor recommend oh. that you take that? Is Here that you go. Why White you House doctor, doctor recommended. didn't recommend. No, I asked him, what do you think? He said, well, if you'd like it. I said, yeah, I'd like it. I'd like to take it. A lot of people are taking it. A lot of frontline workers are taking hydroxychloroquine. A lot of front, I don't take it because, hey, people said, oh, maybe he owns the company. No, I don't know the company. You know what? No, I want the people of this nation to feel good. I don't want them being sick. Dr. And there's Feelgood a very here, good chance that this has an impact, especially early on. But you look at frontline workers, you look at doctors and nurses, a lot of say them are zinc. taking it zinc? as a preventative. And they're taking That's totally unrelated, but they take the z or the Zithromycin for possible infection. Now, I haven't taken that other than an original dose because the, all you need, mm. you don't have to take it simultaneously, but the zinc oh, you do boy. take. There you go, so I'm the taking zinc. the two, the zinc and the hydroxy. And oh my God. That is straight the fuck out of oh Alex Jones's. Well, the other, the other oh, oh. yeah, that's straight the fuck out of Alex Jones's his playbook right now. Like, I listen to Alex Jones most days, and he just hammers this point. Anything he's selling that has zinc in it, and I don't trust he has zinc in anything. But he's actually, the funny thing is, actually, Alex Jones says, if you take three to four times more zinc than you're supposed to take in a day, it will kill the coronavirus, but it will also destroy your kidneys. As somebody who only has one kidney and gave one to somebody else, that's a... What the fuck is he talking about? That's bullshit. That's that's uh, sitting president, ladies and gentlemen. Now, Adam, I know you are you you have have something in the chamber you would like to tell us. Okay, so to to back up a little bit and talk a little bit more about how hydroxychloroquine came into this coronavirus discussion. There was some study a while back out of a French lab that showed that it may have some effectiveness at treating coronavirus. Right. That study has not since been replicated. Right. And there is literally no study or information suggesting that hydroxychloroquine would be effective as a prophylactic rather than as a treatment administered to somebody who already has the disease. Right. Um, it also, uh, in addition to potentially causing heart murmurs, has the uh, occasional side effect of hallucinations. Sweet. Which so, ought to be really good. Yeah. So here is why I think Donald Trump is lying about taking hydroxychloroquine. Well, I, th I, I, I honestly, I think we, we talked about this a little bit ago, but like, I agree with you. Like, you almost can watch him in real time if you watch that video, make this lie up out of whole cloth. Just like, just he just he's just weaving it like that. Yep. I, you know, I made the joke that you know when Shay was little, when we got busted for something, it was a lot like watching Shay weave a lie out of uh, just out of thin air. And but Shay's Shay's much better at it. But this is a this is a high caliber drug. As far as oh, what it's actually intended well, to treat, you don't. Go ahead, Adam. You you don't go and pick up a box of hydroxychloroquine down at CVS. No. If you have, if you're taking hydroxychloroquine, it's because a doctor prescribed it to you, and. I gotta say, there is no fucking way that a doctor prescribed a medication with no 
proven or even suggested prophylactic value to the president of the United States nope, who does not, a not chance. have coronavirus. Not um, a chance. Their medical license would have shriveled up and run away. Um, so that – and Donald Trump is not bereft of competent counsel. Uh, he disregards no. it a lot. No. But yes. in the case of something like this, th- this – his personal physicians are not people who he can just executive order to give him the prescription he wants. What if the uh, White House doctor whoa, gave him a whoa. placebo? Oh, that'd be fun. I mean, that would be fun. It would be... I mean, Star Trek has taught me that you have to listen to the chief medical officer. Yeah. So, so there, there's no well, way... Star Trek has also told me that they can like fucking transport out my organs and put new ones in. You think yeah, Donald Trump watched Star Trek? Back, bud. Yeah. But summary, what I'm saying is there's no medical reason for Donald Trump who does not have hydroxy or does not have COVID to be taking hydroxychloroquine. And there's no fucking way that a medical professional and especially not one competent enough to be working in the fucking White House would prescribe it to him. So he's lying. Does he get to pick who the White House doctor is? Yes. Uh, on a certain level, like it's he, he can't just pick fucking anybody, but he can Sure like, he can. He's done it. I mean, me, kind of. Maybe, but it, like, it's I, I, I'm you... looking right now. What was the name of the White House, uh, um, the it, White House uh, physician who he tried to put in charge of the FDA or some bullshit? Yeah, I mean, but it turns out it turns out that he was just like giving out um, uppers and downers left and right, and they called him literally Doctor Feelgood. If that fucker well, was still there, maybe I would, I would, I would say rebuttal, motherfucker, Adam. Uh, that guy would give Donald Trump whatever he wanted. Oh, you're goddamn right. He's not around anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's always somebody who came up through like the the ranks of being like a Navy doctor or a yes, Navy right, doctor right. Yeah, yeah. It's not it's not just like you found some hack working out of a strip mall in Pensacola who will write you whatever prescription you want and you make him the White House doctor. Oh, you mean like his actual um, doctor? Yeah, I was going to say rebuttal. Uh, there's a letter I have that I can bring up that says that he is the healthiest person to ever be. The, well, the, uh, the long-haired from man. From a guy who's still rocking, yeah, from from the long gray-haired man who's still rocking Windows 95. I, I guess it is possible that my rant is giving too much credit to the medical professionals treating the president, but uh, I'm going to still choose to believe that that's the case. No, I, I think no, I, I agree you are correct. Yeah. I believe that yeah. there um other than this dick the the dick dude that was gonna be put in charge of the VA or whatever he was gonna be doing until they found out he was just passing out uppers and downers. And Donald Trump's uh you know, physician who looks like um you know, something out of a sci fi movie who like you know, he, he wrote that I, he was like the most healthiest person to ever be healthy. Are are we sure like, he's not like a voodoo doctor? I no. Not a hundred percent. Like I can't say he's not. Um, I don't have any evidence that he's not a voodoo can't doctor. Say he's okay. Not. Well, so then yeah, he yeah, is yeah, a yeah. voodoo doctor because that's how right wing well, I mean, conspiracies work. Exactly. But Adam is is very correct. The actual healthcare professionals that do take care of the president and and do these tests would not give him no. hydroxychloroquine. No. The, the I mean the the thing that just came. I out mean he could it... get it from fucking. Uh, um, oh damn! There's so many right wing jackasses that would mail it to him, like Alex Jones, Alex uh, Jones would mail uh, it. Mike Who, Adams. Who's yeah. the guy that does the uh, MMS, the Miracle Medical Solution, down in Florida? He would have done it. 
there are several of those people. One of the biggest ones is a guy named Jared Sather. He uh, he's he's real big in that world. Are they but, actual doctors though? Because you've got to have prescription writing. Well, none of these people. Too. Well, and that's why we're talking about White House medical doctors. Yeah. It's it's yeah. never going to happen. Yeah, yeah. I I think Adam is correct. I think Donald Trump made that lie up out of whole cloth mm-hmm. in real time on the spot. And yeah, on the spot. And right now, there is a team of people in the White House press corps. Uh, just going fuck, 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 because <laughs> they got to deal with this shit tomorrow, you know. Okay, well, McEnany is going to have a great day. Jesus Christ, that poor girl is so hollow of insight. No, don't that... don't feel bad for her. She's not a poor girl. She went up there no. and promised she'd never lie to the press, and then lied to them. 50- yeah. Oh no. Yeah. That was that was the best part. Yeah. That that was the best part. And, I remember, I remember watching um, Nicole Wallace during the George W. Bush administration, and she got up, and I remember just watching the news one day, and she got up, and she was, I don't believe she was George W. Bush's first press, press secretary, excuse me. I believe she was his second, but uh, I could be wrong. It's, I, I don't keep track of that shit, but I just was watching the news, making dinner one day, and she got up, and I was like, oh my god. This woman is beautiful. This woman is absolutely gorgeous. Like, you know, I've got a huge crush on her. And now she's on MSNBC, so it works out for me. But then she started talking, and I said, oh, no. Honey. No. Why is this this pretty, pretty lady saying such wrong, wrong things? And, you know, she did the job for like three or four, uh, uh, like two or three years, I think, and then quit. But then she wrote, then she wrote a book. Oh, fuck. What is the book she wrote? She wrote a book about, uh, it was basically about the... McCain presidency in a, a thin veiled saying it was like what if we elected a very old man and the vice president was a woman but then after he died we found out she was mentally uh, basically handicapped God, right yeah I'm so like, sad that I voted that for that I'm so sad about that now well, well I mean, in retrospect the good news is that it turns out John McCain would have lived through the end of eight years yes. there you go well <laughs> maybe true. not it could maybe have not if he was president that's a little more stressful job. Precisely. What the fuck was this called? I think it's called It's Classified. And with an actual an actual crazy person. Yeah. Yeah, it's classified where the uh uh she wrote a wrote a novel after she worked on the um you guys have seen Game Change, right? Mm-mm. Game Change, Shay, have you seen that Game Change? Yep. Okay, so Game Change was was a was a movie uh starring um, uh, Bill Pullman as uh, John McCain um, and uh, um, uh, oh shit uh, she was in Boogie Nights she played uh, um, Sarah Palin um, but they just it, 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 it's written by about over it's written by these two guys they interviewed 300 people that were involved in the, the McCain campaign and it's basically the story of John McCain picking Sarah Palin to restart his campaign and then all the woo fuckery that happened up to the you know where he lost and there are some some of the best parts in there uh where nicole walls who was assigned to um kind of shepherd uh sarah palin through the interviews and to prep her for these interviews and we all remember the um um the katie kirk interview where they asked her like you know what papers do you read she's like all of them you know and she said like i can see russia from my house like all that shit happened like and like right after that, apparently Sarah Palin blamed Nicole Wallace 
for not prepping her for the interviews. And Nicole's like, no, bitch, you didn't listen. And, like, you know, uh, Sarah Palin smashed a phone. No, she listened. She just, the voices in her head changed the words. Yeah. Yeah. So, so Nicole Wallace was part of the uh, McCain campaign integrally, was a part of the uh, McCain campaign. And then after that campaign, you know, of course, did not win the presidency, she wrote a book about a elderly gentleman who won the presidency, then died, and they found out that the her female his his female VP was mentally unstable and oh. un, unable to hold the office. And I was like, "Wow, that's a uh, that's a hot take there." By the, by the way, a good watch. Um, if if uh, if only for a little nostalgia value, is to go on YouTube and find the 2008 vice presidential debate between Joe Biden cool. and Sarah Palin. Yeah. That's a, Tina, that's a solid. That's a solid thing. Tina Fey's SNL skits as Sarah Sarah Palin back then were just too spot on. Yeah, they were too perfect. Yeah. the The best one was when uh, she was right beside Hillary Clinton, and she's like, "Well, I guess uh, she, you know, Sarah Palin was telling." Um, Hillary Clinton, like, I guess she should have wanted it more. And Hillary Clinton just rips the side off the podium. She's so frustrated. Um, but uh, I think her best, I think you guys are absolutely correct. I think uh, Tina Fey's best uh, delivery of that character was when she went on um, the uh, Inside the Actors Guild with uh, whatever his name is. You know, and my, you just put it, what's that? my only problem with Tina Fey's portrayal of Sarah Palin is that she made her, like, way more likable than she actually oh, yeah. is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. We can all agree there. Um, softened her. But, uh, yeah, softened her real good. And um, uh, when I forget the name of the host, he recently passed away. I think last year, but he just put her on the spot. He was like, "Sarah Palin, do it." And he was, and she was like, "Uh, okay, yeah." And he just pe- peppered her with questions, and one of them was like, "What do you think about gay marriage?" She's like, "Well, it's yucky." <laughs> And, like, I snotted a beer. I, like, really shot beer out of my nose. She's like, it's yucky. And I was like, god damn it. She's so, so amazing. Um, all right, so that's dumb. Our president's dumb. Um, okay, let's wrap it up with fun stuff, guys. Uh, what are you guys doing, watching, binging, uh, to get through the coronavirus lockdown? I, I, I don't know what everybody's lockdown is. I know West Virginia is opening back up. I know Shays County. Shay, you're, I, I'm on. A, I'm still on a stay-at-home order until uh, the 30th of May. Shay, I think you're something similar, right? Maybe the 15th. Are you got back open? Uh, we're at safer at home right now. Yeah. And right. like, so, like yeah. restaurants are still closed, but like more essential services, like you know, I think like the DMV and like emissions testing and like. Um, you know, that kind of shit's opening back up. Some parks are opening up, but not a lot. Um, some picnic areas are opening, but not a lot. I don't, I don't know the deets, but it, it, that, nothing's changed for me because the bars are still closed. So, yeah. Phil, what's going on in Cincinnati? Yeah, so here in Ohio, um, Mike DeWine, our governor, uh, had done a pretty good job at the start. Um, you know, keeping people out of places for the most part. Uh, and then the protests started happening, and it's like he caved. Um, so Friday, uh, outdoor patios uh, opened up with social distancing guidelines in place. Uh, so tables six feet apart, but of course you can't stop people from lining up outside. That is, right. of course, up to the business owner, apparently. Um, so 
we're seeing a lot of that. We're seeing now some enforcement after today's press conference. Um, we can't, we just can't have that, you know? Um, but on the 26th is when a lot of the other outdoor things open up. So limited park use, uh, parks have been open for walking spaces. Um, he opened it up, uh, kind of middle of last week for green space use, just not in crowds larger than 10 or so. Um, and, and it's just, I, we're, we're just ripe for a, for a second wave. Yep, I, yeah, we're gonna have to see. And and Adam, I'm pretty sure West Virginia is pretty much in the same boat as, as Ohio. They've already they're kind of opened up and with with social distancing. Um, yeah, to to the extent that I can tell, what our reopening plan is uh, based on my interpretations of of Jim Justice's fucking followers. Hell yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Pay um, attention to the fucking guidelines. Uh, it is f- uh, fucking follow the guidelines. Is the yeah. It is the the phrase which, by the way, I uh, the other day drove by a uh, a sandwich board sign out on the main drag in South Charleston that said "Honk if you're fucking following the guideline." <laughs> Hell yeah! So we, I, I, I'm I'm not a big fan of Jim Justice because he's that that dick that yeah. that ran as a Democrat and became a Republican. Yeah. Like I don't respect anybody that makes that switch. I don't give a shit which way you go. Um, but yeah, I, I, I felt a little bit of, of you know, uh, Mount Mama Pride when he's like, just follow the fucking guidelines. Oh, that's it's straight West Virginia. <laughs> and then for him to come out and say that he's never said those words in his life, and that was oh, like a up. glitch. A, like, are you kidding me? <laughs> Shay, you're, uh, you're muted. Just, he said it was an audio glitch. Fuck you. Yeah, he said it was an audio glitch. Fuck off. Just own that stuff. Like, I have said worse, worse things in a group well, meeting with like 14 people that are very well accomplished scientists. I've, I've said way worse shit and then like paused and they're like, oh, it's fine. Justin. And like, I would understand him denying it if he was like getting criticized for it, but nobody's no, nobody criticized. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's like, yeah, amen, brother. Um, all right, so we're all kind of in the same boat, but what you got? What are you guys doing to get through it? Um, I watched Bloodspot with Vin Diesel. Bloodshot. Okay. Is it Bloodshot? Blood I was Bloodsport. I think you were mixing up Bloodsport and Bloodshot. Blood you shot. said Bloodspot, actually. <laughs> yeah, it blood just, it's Bloodshot. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's not a good enough movie to remember it. After yeah. This, but so you're saying yeah. it's not Jean Claude Van Damme. No. no. Well, it, oh, actually, I would. We we right now. I would. I think I have this on the computer. We can watch Bloodsport right now. As, I as do not want to like, do that. That shit's yeah. That shit's classic. Uh, uh, Bloodshot's fine. It's it's uh, Vin Diesel being very Vin Diesel. But like that's that's the last thing I've I've watched. What are you guys binging and, and getting into? Uh, not anything new, but I have been. Uh, re- I, I rewatched The West Wing in about two weeks for probably the 10th time. Um, whenever I'm in doubt about what to watch, it's time for the West Wing run through. And oh yeah. Yeah. I, I like the, that and, um, the, uh, the newsroom. It's always a good go-to for a uh, good confirmation bias show to tell me I'm right. You know, the, the, newsroom, <laughs> the newsroom died too young. It was, uh, yeah. like, I, I appreciate them taking it down before it became bad, but I, I feel like it had a couple more good seasons in it. Do you do you know that they were actually in talks with um, 
uh, shit. What's his name? Jeff. It's not Jeff Goldblum. That that's completely wrong. That's the. Oh, player. how funny would that be, though? <laughs> yeah, that would be amazing. Just swap that guy right in there. Um, you know, like uh, they were in talks with the cast to do another couple seasons. You know, with the newsroom reporting on Donald Trump. Oh my! And they were all just they were all just a hundred percent for it, but mm-hmm. yeah, it just never went anywhere. Mm-hmm. But um. Uh, it's funny you mentioned the the West Wing because um, Rachel's like I want to watch the West Wing, but she's always too drunk to like, get through it. <laughs> so like so like the, at the point where she's like let's watch the West Wing, it's like it's late at night and she's like hammer drunk and I'm drunk too. It's like yeah let's watch it. So but then they get into like the the, the weeds of policy and they're like oh, this is boring as shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to watch this shit. But what you want to watch at that point when you're that drunk is the highlights where, like, you know, the the president just, like, nails that religious lady for not standing up when he comes in. You know, that shit. But, um, no, I, I agree, Adam. Like, the West Wing's a thing. Or, you know, that, that episode where, and I, I even though the West Wing is the, the greatest uh, product to ever grace American televisions, I will still never forgive them for killing Mrs. Landingham. Um, yeah. But it did give us that episode where the president walks through the National Cathedral and yells at God in Latin. So, you know. I would pay a lot of money to have Donald Trump <laughs> have to say Latin, not just yell it. Like, give him a phrase like Alex Jones says, Molon Labe, which is Latin for come and take it. Like, let him try that. And I guarantee you on the sixth try, he'll just end up with like, Burgers are good. Actually, Molon Lobby is Greek, but nice try. Nobody likes uh, Adam. Um, he's not <laughs> yeah, on the podcast. Yeah, this is what gets <laughs> Adam punched in the face. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, um, one of the things <laughs> I have, <laughs> one of the things I've watched because we're petty as shit, is um, have you guys catch the uh, Hulu um, miniseries? I guess it's FX on Hulu of Mrs. America, yeah. which mm-hmm. follows the. Follows the follows the uh, trek of um, um, Phyllis Schlafly, who um, she ran the um, opposition to the RA. So this is the woman who championed against a woman's rights amendment. Mm, lovely. It's it's actually really good. She's it's uh, it, um, uh, oh shit. Um, who plays her? I just fucking blanked. I, I got that's why I have the link here. I hate when that happens. Um, yeah. Uh, Kate Kate Blanchett. I'm sorry, Kate Blanchett plays her, and Kate Blanchett is way more amazing and um, captivating than Phyllis Schlafly deserves to be. Um, but it's all about how, like, you know, there was a uh, grassroots movement to shoot down the 28th Amendment to the United States Constitution, which would have been the ERA with Equal Rights Amendment, and it it's a great show. Kate Blanchett is amazing. There's a great cast, but like I'm watching it with a drink in my hand, knowing that this shit didn't get ratified, and it's oh god, it's I'm so butt hurt. But it's great. It's a great show. So completely non political. Um, I have been on furlough for about five weeks. Today was my first day back at work. Was real happy. I've oh, yeah? never been more excited for a Monday in my life. Um, but we crushed Ozark on netflix um like first week i've heard great things it's very good Uh, season one's very slow um season two is super fast and then season three has been a nice uh, it was a nice balance um i I can't wait for more and then dexter um 
So I also have not watched that. What uh, Dexter? Things as yeah. well. Yeah. Oh man, how far are you? So we're in season three. All right. Well, prepare for it to start to suck real hard. Yeah, we're <laughs> moving right along, and it's just been. Yeah. Sorry, it's been pretty frustrating. I'm very Sorry. bitter about Dexter. That's it's too soon, oh. man. That's too soon. I, I was just talking. We're like, in season I love, four. Like. I, I have heard great things about Ozark. I've heard it compared to uh, Breaking Bad in a lot of good ways. And I've also um, I've heard good things about Dexter. And um, I recently, um, I don't know if anybody's watching uh, Westworld, but I, re- you know, I finished season three. I was, I was caught up with Westworld. And I just recently had a buddy. It's funny that like Shay and, and Phil had that, that uh, interaction because I had a buddy like throw up some comment on Facebook. He's like, um, anybody else think that uh, season three of Westworld just sucks? Or is it just me? I was like, it's you. And then like later, he, then later he's like, oh no! And he like has this big long explanation why he didn't like. It. I was like, still you. Yeah. And he got so mad. <laughs> he got so mad. Like I didn't validate his fucking opinion on Facebook. I haven't but. watched season three of Westworld because season two just confused the fuck out of me so much that like it made me lose interest. So well, there's there's a Wikipedia page. Oh boy. I don't want to put that much, I, like I don't want to put that much effort into my entertainment though. That's, no, that's a lot of time well, spent outside of the show. I mean, come on, yeah, Justin. If, if you drink as much as I do, sometimes you hit play and go, whoa, wait a minute, what happened there? Uh, well, fuck me. Phil here's been at work one day and all of a sudden he's too busy to look at a Wikipedia. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> look at it. All right. One thing I want to talk about, because I think we're all in a right about the right age to um, have seen or appreciate Gargoyles, yes, the Disney anime yes. series. Yeah. Yeah. I know, Shane, I love this Adam show. may not be. No, uh, Gargoyles is my era. I, I was, I was yeah. a youngin', but it was my era. <laughs> yeah. So um, there has been, okay, of course, Disney Plus has thrust this shit back into the spotlight because it's one of their, it's, it's listed under their, um, nostalgic, like oh, yeah. if you go to uh, oh, yeah. nostalgia on our Disney Plus. So, I, I will, I, you know, full disclosure. Uh, whenever I uh, when I'm watching a show, um, we haven't talked about Snowpiercer because I haven't watched it yet. But uh, maybe we'll talk about it next week. It's but, overrated. Um, the movie or the show? Uh, the movie. I haven't seen the show. Um, okay, this is the last time Adam will be on the podcast. <laughs> uh, but, uh, no, like, uh, you know, so, like, whenever you have a show that you want to watch, right, like, you know, whether it be Breaking Bad or Better Call Saul or something, and then, like, you know, you're watching and it ends, and you look to your left or right, and you still got a drink in your hand. Like, oh, man, I just made this drink. You need something to last about 20 minutes, right? So I've been just burning through those uh, Gargoyles episodes, with, like, with that last drink. And, um... There has been talk for a while now. Like, okay, so Disney Plus is awesome. They get us all the episodes. Great. There's been talk for a while now that Jordan Peele wants to um, reboot the franchise and actually do a live-action movie. Now, there's been a lot of talk about a lot of stuff, so, okay, whatever. But did you guys know that the reason there was supposed to be a cinematic universe of animated Gargoyle movies, but... It didn't happen because of the O.J. Simpson trial? No <laughs> fucking way. Yeah. So the creator of Gargoyles says that back in the day, um, Gargoyles was... And we all know it's a little bit dark for a cartoon. Like, much like the... Um, a, lot, uh, a lot of the uh, Disney cartoons were, though, right? Like, even X-Men right. had its dark spots. Batman exactly. back in the day. I mean, come exactly. on. Exactly. 
It's exactly Batman the animated series was a lot darker than awesome. everybody like not so just good. not just like visually darker, but there was a lot of scene you know, there were a lot of uh, storylines there that were a little bit dark for the target demographic of that cartoon. Um DuckTales got a little heavy was, at times, you know. What's that? So DuckTales got a little heavy at times, you know. Yeah, yeah. Especially yeah. that episode um, about inflation. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Always loved it when the when when Huey Louie and what's his name tried Huey Louie and Dewey, it, duh. Yeah, I, I could, they couldn't pull it off like a Scrooge McDuck, and it just bounced off the surface. That was, that was the best. <laughs> but apparently, Disney had planned a series of animated movies to start their own film franchise, kind of like uh, in the vein of you know the Aladdin series yep. and shit like that, yep. right? A pe- but because uh, um, OJ. Gargoyles was on a little bit later in the um, evening than most cartoons because it was a little bit darker. It kept getting pre uh, preempted by the O.J. Simpson trial. So while it had a great following towards the like the the last two seasons, the the um, uh, viewership dropped off because it kept getting preempted by the O.J. Simpson trial. Hmm. And so the studio had decided that well there's been a lot of lost interest in it no matter you know what you guys are doing what the fans say the the ratings just aren't there and the producers and creators were just were trying to tell them like listen it's not our fault we're putting up a great new episode but it's just being preempted by the oj simpson trial and then nobody watches it everybody's turning it off and then when the trial uh, had ended, there was this gap in their like understanding of what was going on so they just stopped watching it so Literally, the fact that O.J. Simpson sawed his wife's head off killed our our Part of access the to there. a Gargoyles uh, film franchise. And I I love that that's a world we live in. That's amazing. In the 90s, that happened. In the 90s. 90s were a wild time, let me tell you. Yeah. Fucking shit, man. O.J. Simpson was getting cartoon movies canceled. Presidents were getting blowjobs. It was... Presidents were getting blowjobs that were immaterial to the investigation <laughs> that they were impeached for. All right. I guess we should wrap this up because you guys on the East Coast are, uh, it's getting late for you guys. You guys get to work. Um, Shay and I ain't got shit to do. <laughs> but, um, well, okay. First of all, uh, really uh, thank uh, Adam and Phil for coming on. Had a great time. Hope you guys had a great time. We should do this more often. Uh, talk to Adam a couple more times than I've been able to talk to Phil. It's good to talk to you again, Phil. You too, man. Good to see you, man. Um, Shay, you are the less handsome brother, so I talk to you too much. You're still muted. That's fine. Yeah. See, that's how we roll. Um. So, uh, I hope you guys enjoy listening to this. We enjoy the shit out of doing it. We do it more for us than for you, but if you're going to listen to this, hope you enjoy it too. Uh, you can hit us up. Uh, you should be able to find this podcast, SoundCloud, Google Play, iTunes, YouTube, anywhere you do your podcasts. And if you've got a comment or a uh, bitch, you can hit us up on the uh, Facebook page or the Twitter. It's both at Woodscast1776. And then, of course, you can shoot me an email like nobody does at thewoodscast1776 uh, at gmail.com. And that's about it. So, Phil, thanks for coming on. Thanks for it's having me. To you. Thank you. Oh, it'll be fun. We'll do this again. It's yeah, fun. For right, sure. we, we got nothing else. This to is do. great. Adam. See ya. Thank you for your le- legal beagleness. Legal beagle. Works up. Legal beagle. 
And Shay, remember what Captain Hodger says. Seize the means of production. Seize the means of production. Seize them. <laughs> Seize them. <laughs>